Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tales Held Dear, episode two. We are a group of improvisers coming to you live from Berlin, Germany, um, and we're thrilled to be here. We're playing Numenera, which is in the Cypher system. It's from Monty Cook Games. My name is Jacob Wolf-Lefton. I'll be your DM for today, and we're going to go around and introduce ourselves. And you could also say the name of your character who you're playing. Let's start over here. Hi, my name is Ratan, and I'm playing uh, Victor Snaps. Uh, I'm Tatiana Malenka, and I'm playing Ru. I, like I know, I know what my character name is. I'm playing Ruta. <laughs> I'm Carl Clancy, and I'm playing Dale Briscoe. And I'm Marina Newark, and I'm playing Cornelia Sands. Amazing. We're going to just dive right into it. All right. So, a little recap from what happened in the last episode. We joined the characters as they came into this day in the city of Sildefen, which is in the mountains north of an enormous crater on the continent of Bomora. Five years ago, there was a war between lots of different people, large, um, a large conflict, and now the leaders of this city of Sildefen are trying to get back to their other necessary projects, namely the Harvest Engine, which is being powered up again. Um, and what the Harvest Engine does, as we learned, is it helps to reduce the amount of sort of magical pollution that seeps into the land around the city from the high concentration of artifacts which are dug up from civilizations of ages long past, of which the sages say maybe there have been nine great ages that have passed before ours, or this is the ninth. The, the arguments uh, are raging in the academic halls. Um, the party uh, is kind of split at the moment. We have um, a couple of people. Uh, Dale was returning a wild pig that was recovered within the city, part of a herd of wild pigs that is loose somewhere, and no one quite knows where, but they may be dangerous animals, and they might be linked to a conspiracy that is being fed by poetry from Victor Snaps, mm -hmm. um, that Victor is a little bit hands-off and has snuck into the respiratorium, which is the place where this harvest engine is going to be turned on, and has been trying is trying to figure out what he can do and aiding him is Ruta who is a novelist um, and also a little bit of clandestine uh, spy from a neighboring country and Ruta is um, is trying to support Victor in this to, to sort of uh, find a way to to make sure that these um, attackers are thwarted and then finally Cornelius is accompanying his fiance, Emerald, um, whose family is in the, what are they called, the Council of Sildefen and is instrumental in the workings of the city. And that is where we're going to dive in right now. We're going to move in toward um, the uh, offices of the Ministry of Technology, where uh, there is some kind of big pre-meeting of all kinds of special um, guests, people who are on a VIP list to the Harvest Engine Festival this evening, which is in a very short amount of time, just an hour and a half or so when the doors open at the Respiratorium. And um, Cornelius has been dragged along by Emerald, who is... Um, 
a bit annoyed because you're late at the moment. Because earlier today, Cornelius had uh, a boxing practice in uh, in a boxing ring that got interrupted by um, some um, vehicle crash into it and Ruta showing up and lots of dust and um, getting all messed up. And um, you, are, you are standing here in this... Mm, it's not a tightly packed hall, but there's a bunch of people, like 30 or 40 different people from the ministry. And Emerald is there holding the drink in her hand, um, just kind of like with you in the corner. She turns to you, she says, okay, Cornelius, you told me that there is, what, some kind of threat happening? We can go and talk to the, um, to my father, if we want, and explain to him what's going on. Um, and you look across the, across the hall and you can see the father of Emerald. Um, and his name is Pieri. And he's a tall, sort of distinguished man, um, skin of like a marbled paper-like quality. So it's pale with veins of, of, sort of dark brown running through it. And um, he's, I don't know, six foot at least, thin, like beanpole thin uh, man with um, sideburns coming down that are a bit salt and pepper, his hair thinning, uh, combed over, like a nice, like nicely combed over, wearing a suit that complements his wife who is standing next to him. Her name is Trillian, and she's a short and stocky woman. Um, and they represent the Ridor family, um, one of the three preeminent families of the, um, of the city. Mm -hmm. um, and Trillian, Trillian stands next, the, next to him, sort of like um, a, a stone shielding this thin man. She is actually the counselor, the, the matriarch of the family. Um, and Emerald has been hanging back keeping a bit of distance between herself and the family. A little bit unusual mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. There's a bit of a, a tension um, that she's carrying at the moment. Okay. Well, I think that would be a good idea. If they haven't heard of this threat yet, it might be good to add to the list okay. of potential threats. Okay, yes, it is. An extensive list. You know, this is um, one of the most important projects that we have done since the war ended. Um, and of course, we've there's guards. There's no way anybody could get in and get um, you know mess with what's going on. It's it's got a lot of eyes on it, a lot of security, a lot of thought has gone into this. So um, anyway, better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. And so she walks with you across the the floor of this place that's like a nice like parquet sort of wood floor different colors to create some interesting patterns and um the uh the two parents your future parents-in-law are standing there in discussion with someone else and then um a trillion sees emerald and you move over and turns around ah 
Emerald, my dear, like steps up, embraces her, gives her a kiss on the cheek, Cornelius, and embraces you warmly. Um, this is a person who has uh, welcomed you into the family since the, the matchmaking had happened and since your two families were coming together. And uh, Pierre is still in conversation with someone who looks um, uh, official in a nerdy way, like possibly one of the, the scientists or nano sort of sort of mages who are architecting this. What's going on? Welcome. You're um, a little bit late, but... Um, I, I apologize for that. There was uh, some going on in town. You missed, you missed um, my husband's speech. Oh. Um, it's, it's no worry. I'm sure he'll be happy to give it to you uh, at breakfast tomorrow. Of course. Um, but it is... Can't wait to hear it. Um, yes, well... Uh, this is such a wonderful day for um, for our city, and I'm so glad that you could be with us on this. Our families coming together is going to be, it's, um, it's honestly, it's something that I think should have happened a long time ago. But um, but to have your uh, your family and what they bring in from the military and our family in the council and in government to uh, bring these two together, I think it it's going to provide us with such a, a wonderful um, foundation to move forward. Definitely. This, this marriage <laughs> <laughs> is going to be so good for both of our <laughs> families. You, there's a strong squeeze on your shoulder <laughs> from um, Emerald, who's just sort of holding you by the shoulder and is like, uh-huh, <laughs> yes. Um, can't wait for the big day. No, we can't wait for the big day. Mm -hmm. um, Mother, it's... Uh, uh, Cornelius actually has something important to talk with Father about. And um, Trillian says, Oh, okay, one one moment. And she turns around. Pierre, and Cornelius is here, and he has something to say. Uh, and Pierre oh, finishes up with the person who he's talking with. One moment, yes, thank you. Uh, I'm sure everything is is great. Thank you for the the update about about what's happening. And I I say go ahead. You know better what's going on with the uh, all of the setup at this point. My hands are off. And he turns around and he turns. Ah, Cornelius, I it's so good to see you. And you're a big guy, and he still looks down on you from his height. He is tall. Mm -hmm. um, his sort of like long face, gaunt, not from ill health, but just from, from his age. Um, I'm delighted you're here. You missed my speech, by the way. I was looking for you in the audience. I had some things to say. I thought you might like... Uh, well, of course, ev well received. Um, I, everybody, it was just an, an introduction for the, the assembled um, ministers and, and other people who have been attached to this project to talk about why this is important for the city, of course, of which you all know, you know, all of that. I've told you this before, but I'm, um, if you have any questions, I am happy to answer um, or whatever mm. I can do for you. Well, I just wanted to quickly go over um, the security measures taken um, for, for, this, for this evening. Uh, just because um, I came across a possible threat today, um, and I know that you have taken so many threats into account already, and I just oh. want to make sure that we're as thorough as possibly can be for the safety yeah. of, this, of this entire event. 
Of course. Um, well, with your experience as a medical responder and your war experience, I would, of course, be happy to hear from you. We've had um, uh, other, we've had the inspectors do like a, a risk assessment of the project and mm -hmm. everything. But if there's some um, insights you uh, have. Um, well, I just want to make sure you're as up to date as possible. Mm -hmm. on potential mishaps in the evening, not that I assume that anything will go wrong. Um, one moment, Cornelius. We are hearing from a little bug in my ear that you're, you sound as if you're being recorded by a different microphone. So can we check the level of Cornelius's <laughs> microphone? <Yes. laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, this solve the issue. <laughs> look at your mic pack also. It's on. It's on? Okay, that's cool. Great. We're doing our best. Thank you. If I talk now, can you hear me? Okay. Okay, we have it good here. A uh, good time to mention maybe that if you'd like to donate yes. to the stream <laughs> uh, so that we can afford a tech person and maybe our own equipment, uh, we have a coffee Ko-Fi page. Ko-Fi? Coffee? <laughs> I think it's coffee, but I don't know. Anyway, K-O hyphen F-I. And I think it's Ko-Fi. Yeah. Uh, we'll physically battle it out at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, With, if if you reach our, our donation threshold for that battle. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you want to see me and Jacob <laughs> duke it out. It's uh, going to be man long, to man, fully naked. Um, <laughs> Greased. Donate now. Greased up. Greased up. Okay, greasing up, that's like, that's a stretch goal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to be waxed as well, uh, we can make that all happen. All right. Thank you, chat. If you have more feedback on uh, on this. Um, please. Or more ideas know. for our battle to the death. Yeah. <laughs> to the death. <laughs> or, to, or to what? That's, a, that's a, the, the top stretch goal. Mm -hmm. To the death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that, like 20 euro? Let's not, let's not undersell ourselves. <laughs> no. um, all right. Uh, yes, um, I hope that I can hear you better. Yes, that's sorry, my hearing aid, I had to... Just adjust it, and it's... Tech these days. When I was quite young, I was in the artillery, and we didn't, we weren't as smart as people are these days, and I blew my eardrums completely out. Um, it hasn't affected me in any way. <laughs> the, the, the noggin is still as sharp as a tack, which is why I'm leading probably the most important project that we've done in a generation, aside from not getting... Uh, almost winning the war. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very important project too. Um, anyway, uh, as I was saying, I uh, I came across uh, a conspiracy of sorts. Um, there's a group of radicals oh my. under the influence of a um, of a certain poetry <laughs> that seemed to be upset with the uh, ecological consequences that the harvest engine has. Trillian, my dear, this is why I've always said we should probably just ban poetry outright. Trillian <laughs> is like, um, my love, it's um, not practical legally to do that. Ah, uh, well, uh, practicalities. Well, so there's a band of angry radical poets 
and they want to, what are they going to do? Well... Go and stand up and recite verse at us, or... No, uh, there seems to be some um, talk from various people, including uh, the local shelter, that they may have a, a herd of pigs. A herd of pigs. A herd of pigs. Sorry, I'm just. I'm my so sorry. What are you doing? Passing notes at the table. <laughs> just, just my. This is my hearing aid. Yes. I also in the war. No, good. Yes. Bad, bad left there. Is it good? Is does? It... Yes. <laughs> okay. Now we are getting you. Okay. Amazing. Fantastic. Um, Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah. So um, there may be a herd of dangerous pigs. This is so made up. <laughs> And I have the, this from a, the reliable sources that this may be used by the rat. I know this sounds a little bit... Cornelius. Yes. I would like... This is your DM speech. Oh, this is... <laughs> okay. I would like a... Um, some kind of persuasion role. This would be an intellect task. Okay. Yeah. Can, can I use my positive social interaction? Because I'm such a charming man. You absolutely can. Okay. So this is a distinguished man who's been working on this. To convince him of this would be a challenging task, which is a target of 15. Mm -hmm. Because you are so charming, this reduces your target to 12. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to spend effort, you could drop your target to 9. And that would be intellect effort. I think I'm going to. Okay. I think I'm going to use my... And my how many pool? points of intellect does that cost you? It would cost me three, bringing my pool down to seven. Down to seven. This... I don't have a lot of intellect. <laughs> <laughs> no. Folks, this is how Numenera works. It's, um, we roll a 20-sided die, but instead of, um, for example, Dungeons & Dragons, which we compare everything to, um, instead of adding a modifier, we set a target, and then we use various skills and various um, spending effort and energy from different pools to try to lower the target number, and then we roll straight on the die, usually not adding anything. So your target is nine. Oh. Eight. It hovered on ten. It Amazing. hovered on ten. I saw that journey. Um, <laughs> very good. Love a good story from the dice. Um, sorry, someone in the chat says uh, a group of pigs is actually called a precinct, not a herd. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Cornelius' voice is A-OK. -okay. We got it. Um, Thank you, chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, look, Cornelius. This is, to some degree, my life's work. And as much as I appreciate a prank and a jibe as the next fellow, this is, to be, to be really honest, it's a tall tale. You had me at the Radical Poets because we did, several years ago, have an uprising of the leftists in our city, and we managed to control that. Um, but then, herd of pigs, I just... It, it, it took a, a turn into fantasy. And to be, to be honest, I appreciate it. We can have a laugh about it later. Mr. <clears throat> Redor, this is a very serious matter. I have a... You know this. I have a lot of 
background in goings it, on and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> I have a PhD in goings on. <laughs> is that is that so? <laughs> When I was a student, there was not a course of study. Had it been that, I wouldn't have signed up for it. A full PhD, you say? <laughs> Pray tell was the title of your thesis in goings on. My, my thesis research was in, uh, yeah. uh, you know, just, uh, you know, screwing about, uh, <laughs> gathering, you know, bits and pieces here and there. Uh, and that's what I did for four years. Scurrying about, Colin, a topography of the... You've read it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is yours. Yes, okay. That was my yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Marin et al. <laughs> well then. Um, look, I will take it under consideration and I'll alert the, uh, the inspector, the general of the, the inspectors, and um, the head of our security to keep an eye out for a roving band of pigs. Um, and... I know it sounds like oh. nonsensical, but I appreciate just a warning, a heads up. Oh, um, sorry. I appreciate it, but um, Emerald and Cornelius there, and he points across the hall. Uh, I see our youngest over there, and he points across the hall to um, really like uh, this very young uh, woman standing up at the other end looking a little bit... She says, he says, she looks a little lost, so it would be great if you could run along and show her where the refreshments are, and I have some important business, too. And he's, Trillian, I think we must be going. Um, join us later in the booth at the Respiratorium. Thank you. I will have see a great day. Um, goodbye, Emerald. And Emerald is just sort of sitting there, like, uh, Cornelius, that, I don't know. And um, there's Sapphire on the other end of the room, as um, Pierre has pointed out. Um, Cornelius just kind of like hangs his head and then goes, all right, and then like points Cornelius, his head over to Sapphire. Cornelius, I don't know if I've been more embarrassed yeah. by you. Let's go to my sister. And we'll leave it at that for now. Oh, God, I really hope these pigs show up. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and you walk across the hall toward her. And we move over to another um, person who's having possibly a bit of a rough day, a lot of driving around, um, finally uh, first wrangling a wild pig in a warehouse, then having a drink and finding out that maybe this is part of a conspiracy, talking to the inspectors, heading back to the animal sanctuary to drop off the pig, then heading back into town in his little, um, essentially hovering junk bucket yeah. uh, that rattles along. You come back up into Sildefen. Um, you see the, the valley walls rising above you. You see the hill of Sildefen with all of its tiers cut by the spiraling roads that climb it toward the top. You can see even the respiratorium, the, the sort of planetary, planet, planetarium-like structure on the side of the, the hill. A, a structure left over from ages long past, maybe the previous civilization, maybe two previous civilizations before, nobody really knows, but now repurposed for other means. Um, and you 
know that you have a uh, an appointment to go there tonight with your ex-wife. Generous. Quick question. Yeah. These electro pigs, power pigs, what are they actually called? Um, I never wrote it down. Oh, okay. Uh, Barbarissa. 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 Yeah. Wasn't there another title for them? Um, electro pig sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> electro pig. Electro pig sounds like a superhero. Yeah. Or a DJ. Yeah. Um, the so you're heading you you head into town. You arrive at the um, office of the law office of uh, Gogari Halprin and Stevenson. Your wife ex-wife the papers are mm. in process right now janice halpern um is a lawyer here it is um built into an old row it's almost like a row house like if you think of those like old london brick buildings with the steps going up and like the thick banisters and this fancy door um the door is and the banisters are gloss black painted and there's a, there is a wall gleaming brass sign with the um, engraving of the name of the practice um, and the uh, you knock on the door and you enter um, and Janice is uh, yes I've changed haven't I I'm wearing my what are you wearing okay this is important what would what would Dale Briscoe have he has one suit yeah and one presentable shirt and tie combo uh -huh. but um, all of those have been kind of Walled up in different places in his apartment since the last he wore them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's it's a rumpled suit. Um, it's He has to wear a belt with it now because he's put on a few waist sizes since the last formal event he was at. Uh -huh. And so, um, yeah, if if you were able to see under his belly that was sagging over, you'd see there's like a little gap where you can see his underpants with the belt just going across because he can't button his pants up anymore. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, yeah, the suit's a little ill-fitting. It's a little short on him. As yeah. I said, he's put on a couple of a couple of pants since last time he wore it. Um, it's a non-iron shirt, but you still gotta you gotta hang them up, you know. So it's a little bit um, wrinkled as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's got kind of like he's got that kind of wonky schoolboy tie knot. Normally, Janice would always tie his tie for him. He could yeah. do this kind of. It, it was obviously still tied up when he last got it. He just put it back on and straightened it. Mm -hmm. um, he's like spat in his hand and you know got his hair in his five o'clock shadow. He's been wrangling electro pigs all day, and you know he's uh, he hasn't had time to properly prepare. But uh, he did get a little spritz of uh, the last remaining bit of uh, aftershave that she got him for his birthday a few years ago. That's nice. Um, yeah, which reminds him of happier times together. Which yes, yeah. um, you you go in. Um, it's a, a known place for you it's a fancy interior like um, nice moldings good plaster on the walls uh, heavy desks and furniture in here there's um, a secretary uh, uh, Laura and she's just sort of in there um, and she tells you oh uh, Janice is, is in a uh, just finishing up a meeting Dale I think she's expecting you though it's you're in the book um, and asks you to to wait sure thing okay um as you're waiting uh one of the um one of the partners uh logan stevenson pokes his head out and you know logan because how to say 
you've got, correct me if I'm wrong, a little bit of a money flow problem. Mm-hmm. And some of that money comes from Janice. Um, but then it goes back out the door to a money lender by the name of Bailey, who is uh, a well-established entrepreneur in the city, but you don't deal with him directly. Um, you deal through Logan. Wait, I'm paying back this money lender via Logan? Yeah. Does Janice know about this? No. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> but Logan knows. Okay. And he um, pokes his head out. Hey! Oh, hey, buddy. Dale! Nice to see you. Nice to see you. You got a minute? Uh, oh, I don't know. We, we, we got to get moving pretty soon. We got this event coming up. Uh, I ain't got much time to talk. But I'll catch you next time. I ain't forgotten about our uh, no, no, no. arrangement. I think, uh, Lara, correct me if I'm wrong, Janice has a couple more minutes in that meeting. Dale, I think you got you got a couple minutes. Can I? Uh, I just want to, uh, Larry, well, if you got an iron in here, I feel like my shirt could use a quick, uh, quick once over. What, what do you think? How am I looking? The... Um, y- it sounds like you're trying to spin this so that you don't have to go into the office mm-hmm. to be alone with Logan. So right. I would you like you to roll a persuasion check. Okay, what do I need? This is, um, this is a, uh, because everybody is operating in sort of like clandestine levels and nobody really wants to tip their hand too hard. This is, um, it's difficult. It's a uh, target 12. Um, I'm gonna do a flat roll. Great. 16. 16. Oh. Um, Laura says, oh, uh, yeah, we got something. Uh, just look, Logan, let me take care of this because Janice is gonna flip her shit if he's all like, if he looks like this when he walks into that office, it's not, oh. it's not gonna be pretty for anyone. So, oh, okay. um, and Logan is like, then, Dale. Yeah. I'd love a word with you, when you get a chance. Yeah, I mean you know where to find me. Oh. Been so busy lately. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? But I got you. Don't worry. Things are going well. Okay. Uh, the shelter. Um, you know. Uh, I feel like these things come in waves, you know, and I feel like we're due for a, you know, a benefactor or something like that. Um, I, in fact, I had something I wanted to talk to. You. In that line. Great. That so, sounds positive. I really I look I think forward so. to uh, right. being able to find the time to discuss this with you. Lara's standing there like, I don't quite know what you're talking about, but look, I have a thing for you, okay? Do um, I need to take my shirt off here? You don't mind. We're all... No, we have... Um, look, it's it's kind of weird. Like some, some delves, they were going into some like site that they found several years ago and I found this in the market. So, and she like takes you down the hall into toward the, the bathroom area and there's um, like a little bathroom closet and um, um, in there, there's a cabinet and she opens the cabinet and there's like this, um, it looks almost like a tripod device in a way. And she says, this, look, it's really a cool thing that we found. And she just like flips it out, flips it open and like, um, She's like, turn around, turn around. And she puts it on uh, across your shoulders and then down your back. Oh. And it's sort of like uh, several poles. And they kind of like um, have these little flared hands on them uh, that are actually 
decorative, like little decorative silver hands. And she puts it on your shoulder and they go and like grip you. And the other one down and it grips like the seat of your pants. It was you. And uh, <laughs> she says, hang on, I just gotta, it, the, the, the hard part is, is getting these because um, only a certain type fits. And she pulls out this little piece of like um, recovered iotum. Um, it's kind of like essentially like a magical residue or battery or um, piece of, of a, an arcane engine from an era long past. Nobody would know how to make it these days, but things draw power from them. And she says, these ones, this is this is the hard part. But I think so that you look good enough for Janice, this is worth it. She pops it into the back um, where the all the legs of this are jointed and you feel this warm tickle go down your back and then all of a sudden you're all of the clothes on your body just wrinkle free. What would you look at that? Very nice. And she pulls it off and there's like a and you can see the the little um, device that she slotted in here. It, it's giving off like a little bit of like steam um, of a kind of bluish color. And she, ah, warm? Okay, yeah, but it's, it's used now. So, and she tosses it in a little bucket that has just a couple of these in it and folds this back up. And then there's, um, you hear the door in the office moving. Somebody says, uh, all right, uh, see you, Janice, and walks out. And, the door slams and just sounds like uh you're you're up so all right lara i owe you one you're a lifesaver if I ever come across any of them doohickeys on my own uh, adventures I'll, uh, oh yeah i'll pay you back i mean any if it if if it doesn't show up in the books then I, that keeps me happy too so you can just replace it i got you yeah well um good luck okay let's do this and so you walk into this, uh, the office, and there's Janice. She's, sorry, I just bumped the microphone. Um, there's Janice, and she's uh, putting away a couple of files, and she is um, ready to go. She's in her 50s, like you. Um, skin shades of light brown, um, thick, wavy hair kept relatively short and held back in a decorative headband. Um, she's starting to get like a little bit of that thickness and sag in her cheeks from just age. Um, but she's got this deep intelligence and wit in her eyes. Um, it's one of the things that drew you to her in the first place. She's wearing a dark purple suit with a cut that accentuates her curves. And um, she's got the shirt is ruffled in the front. And a uh, simple polished stone necklace. Um, and she's reaching, she's, you walk in and, uh, ah, damn, I'm glad you can make it. Sorry to keep you waiting. She reaches for like a coat with like a heavy fur collar. That's okay, honey, I, uh, you that's okay, Janice. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still. It's okay. Right. You look good. Surprisingly, I mean, it's still that old suit, but um, I don't think I've ever seen it without a wrinkle before. Well, yeah, I mean, I just thought this, this is a special occasion. Uh, I mean, you look amazing as ever. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to show you up or whatever. It's flattering. You know, and this is important to me. We got to, you know, we got to present a unified front. We do. Um, yes, my parents will be there tonight. Both of them? Mm. Okay. Oh, boy. I just... You know, look, Dale, 
I know this is hard for us, but um, my father is 85. He's not going to be around much longer, probably. So if we, if you can just, if we just power through this together, we'll get there. I have, look, I've handed a bunch of our paperwork off to Logan. He's taking care of it for me. Um, it's just pro bono, you know, really between friends. And so, um, but I just, I just have to let you know, my mother knows. She found out last week. I, I didn't want to tell her, and of course she's keeping it from father, because if he found out it would, I don't know. Um, anyway, she said it was because we didn't go through a matchmaker that we... Oh, come on. Look, it was fun while it lasted, but then it didn't anymore. Well, it, and it lasted quite a while. Yes. Hey, we've been through this, you know. Um, it ain't gonna work, right? You, you know, you made that clear. Yeah. Let's just. I'm here for you tonight. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Uh, let's just make this work. I can turn on the charms for a couple hours. Good. Um, but I'm here for you too, as well. I think there's someone I I want to introduce you to who might have an angle on some avenue that will bring money in for the shelter. Okay. Like in a real way. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That's, that's really positive. Uh, there's something I wanted to mention to you as well briefly about this evening. Uh, okay. Uh, so, this is going to sound real dumb. <laughs> uh, but I, I had a call today. Uh, okay, uh, you're this, like, t when you started off that way? <laughs> I'm just preparing you. It's, look, you know my line of work is not conventional, okay? It's less about paperwork and more about extracting weird and wonderful animals from unusual situations. That's, that's my calling. Yes. So, um, I got a call. It went, went to a warehouse. There was a, a, a Babarissa infestation. It was a little, um, what is that? It's like a little wild pig, but these okay. are a special type of wild pig. We call them uh, electro pigs, power <laughs> pigs in the biz. So when a bunch of them get together, they can feed off certain types of energies uh, generated from different sources. Not a huge amount is known about them. Okay. I have reason to believe that there are a group of dissidents uh, who have freed a, a precinct of these pigs and are planning to unleash them uh, at the respiratorium. In is a, that the name for a group of... I believe so. Okay. I have it on good Interesting. Authority. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like these collective nouns is like people just make one up that sounds interesting yes. or funny. And yeah. it sticks, it sticks. Most of them I think are pretty dumb, but this one, I precinct of pigs, it's kind of close. That's true. Um, you would know better than me. I, like I said, I'm fluent in legalese. You know the animals. So. I know the animals. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Let's just. I, I got a couple of buddies who are working on this. I've, yeah. I've alerted the authorities. Okay. They don't. Good. They're not taking the threat seriously. But I, I just it would mean a lot to me if you could stick close to me. What case. do you mean they're not taking it seriously? Well, okay. What I just explained to you sounds. Fucking ridiculous, right? Yes. Yeah, sounds ridiculous to the cops as well. Okay, um, well... And they're I not mean, the most proactive local 
Welcome to Bracing. Hey. There, you're right. There's room for improvement. But, um, look, did you bring evidence or anything like that? Like, I don't have any physical evidence except for the one, the Babarissa that I found. Just one. Yeah, no, and I, you know, there were tracks. I didn't, I didn't take any okay. pictures or anything, but there were, there were tracks of a full herd. I don't know how they've made their way through town without people noticing them. Look, all I'm asking, Janice, from you is yes. that you stick by me, stick close to me, and if, if anything happens, just grab onto me. I'll get you out of there safe, okay? Because I wouldn't, I don't want anything to happen to you or anything like that. I, okay, tell me. I, I couldn't forgive myself if you got hurt. To, this is worrying. Honestly, I, I wanted to ask you not to go at all to call the whole thing off, but I, I know you, when you got your mindset on something, it's not. Yeah, possible. This is the biggest right, project. Honest. This is a terrorist threat, is what I'm talking about here. Okay, there's okay. a credible terrorist threat. When you say it like that, I will have to take it seriously. Of course, if anything happens, I'll stick close, and okay. you, I'll do whatever it is. If and if there's anything I can do to help. You, um, you know I want to do that. Just keep your eyes and ears open. You hear the trundling of hooves <laughs> and a chorus of squealing. I'll you be sure I'll... to tell you. Yeah, yeah. My hearing ain't so good anymore. I'll you know see. Okay, it's it. This is everyone. Everyone has just lost their hearing from. I know. Okay. I mean, you know, ear protection was not a priority. No. Uh, winning was and so yeah, and we nearly won <laughs> we okay when people say it like that <laughs> It sounds bad. I mean, it's not great. Well, we were at the brink of a complete surrender of their armed forces when there was uh, an uprising here the council building was occupied by uh, reactionaries and revolutionaries and then in the streets a counter-revolution started up and so the generals marched the army home to take care of the population population here they made a deal that ended the war so it's hard to say we almost won it we we ended it we ended on it. our we terms yeah sure we just didn't fully disarm Belfastia. no and we we, we may never I should hope we never get into a war like that again. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a dark time for all of us. Well, thanks for the heads up on this. And thanks also for coming with me. Um, I know I've put you through a lot recently, and I think maybe we could just try to enjoy the evening. Um, I'll try. I'll try. I'm also going to try to not drink too much. So those Please? two things, those two things, are hard to balance sometimes. But I'm, I'm your rock tonight. Don't worry, but don't worry, Janice. Is it helpful if I remind you, not to drink? Yeah, actually, okay. yeah, yeah. Because that's my, my in these social situations, I need to be. I get fidgety. I need to be doing something with my hands, you know. Because that was one of the things we fought about when. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll do it. Yeah, just just a little quiet word. Maybe you know, if someone's going around with flutes of champagne. Maybe just grab remind it. them that you're 
Just grab me a so spark of water days. or something. Okay. Basically the same thing. I will look. I will get your back. I got yours. Thank you. You ready? Yes, let's go. All right. She offers you her arm. I'll take it. And you walk out onto the street. And then uh, we cut over to... <laughs> Deep inside the respiratorium. Um, who first? Okay. Um, Ruta Laskava. Yes. You are, if I recall correctly, halfway into the planetary projection <laughs> machine that is used at, when this place is a planetarium because yep. you have supposedly or accurately like like actually dropped or flung earrings into yeah. this machine um, yeah right now there is like the, this whole like fabric and skirt situation like yeah. legs in the air like all, all of that and legs in the air your body inside this machine there are two um armed guards with swords at their sides metal armor um metal collars like helmets that they've left on the floor who are trying to help you out. There is one um, sort of like usher unarmed guard from the outside who walked you in to show you the the inside because you were very persuasive. Um, and uh, you are crying out that your earring is in the bottom of this thing. What is your, what's going on? Like. I am. I'm just distracting them. Yeah. I'm just like, oh no, 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 Delta Direct, you have to join me here. I could use some light. <laughs> um, one of the uh, guards says, "Do we have a torch? Get a torch." We. we I, I'm ticklish. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, you gotta get out of there. We'll we'll tell the technicians that that uh, that they can get the. We'll find the earring later, but you have to leave. You are not supposed to be in here. We don't know who you are. Um, you feel hands grab your like hips I'm gonna, and I'm and gonna legs angrily and... uh, be like, "Do you understand that my whole outfit works together with those earrings? <laughs> um, How can I show up on this function without them?" Ma'am, we don't care. That is not our problem. <laughs> Uh, you are moments away from being arrested. Uh, they're trying to pull you out. Um, you are uh, you are being pulled out of this machine unless you're going to try to hold on. I would like to fake stuck in it. Okay, you're going to fake stuck in it. Make a might check for me. Um, this is difficulty. Uh, there's two of them on you. This is this is a challenging task. Your target number is fifteen. Can I add seduction to this? Uh, if you want to no, describe life. how a seduction is going to I don't know the rules of Twitch. Of how to Nothing explicit, this. please. Um, but you're wearing a dress or a yes, skirt or something. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I will uh, use my effort for this. Yeah. Uh, to lower this to... to, to, to. Great. So it's a 12. That's a 12 exactly. 12 exactly. You hold on in there, you're like, uh, they're like, come on, ma'am, you have to get out right now. Uh, there is a problem. 
<laughs> I, I don't think I can. Oh, is she stuck? Is she? Are you stuck in there? I, I think so. I he think turns, so. Get a technician. Get someone. Get someone in here. Um, and like you hear some footsteps going on, uh, and they like try to pull on you again. And I'm gonna offer you an intrusion. So the way that this works, Numenera has a mechanic called intrusions, which is sort of, um, it takes the, the deus ex machina uh, ability of a DM and it uh, adds a reward for the players for accepting it so that we have a little bit of negotiation around um, intense narrative changes and, um, uh, and offers. Um, the way that it works is I offer you an intrusion. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but you can take it for two experience points. Um, if you accept it, you get one of those experience points and you pass one to someone else at the table. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Your choice of how to justify that or, or just to say, I give it to this player because I want them to have it. Um, if you want to refuse the intrusion, it costs you one experience point. Uh, I'll Take your intrusion. Great. Yeah, and um, I will of course give experience point to Rattan. Great. I take two. You take one and you give one, you pass one along. All right. You are in this machine. You say, wait, wait. They're like, is she stuck? Send someone out. They put, um, Someone puts hands on you and tries to give you another wiggle. You move, your elbow hits something in the machine. You hear, kunk. <laughs> What's happening? What's going on? And all of a sudden, you are, this is a planetarium machine. It projects the images of, of planets into other. Um, <laughs> It has, yeah, a jukebox hooked up to it. This is a, an addition to it. This this device was picked out of. Oops, sorry. Uh, this device was picked out of the ground. It was it was in some kind of um, catacomb or old facility from who knows how many thousands or hundreds of thousands of years ago. Nobody knows what it's for. Everybody knows ah, what this thing does that we know how to access is project planets. Am I being projected? You... Is it just hot? You feel the machine, the, the metal of this machine pressing against your body. It, um, uh, you feel it become slowly incorporeal somehow. You fall through it onto your hands and knees, onto not the floor, not the concrete floor of the underside of the respiratorium, but onto dirt, gravel, dust billows up as you land. Cold hits you. What the heck? You feel, have you ever had that experience where you step outside on a very, very cold day and the cold goes right up your nose? Yeah. You feel the, your eyes water instantly and that water freezing in the corners of your eyes and you look up across this plane of gray, dark gray, light gray, hard shadowed ground, black sky, stars, 
a bright blue green globe hanging in the air above you. Does it look like our sky? It could. How well do you know the sky? You try to take in a breath and just cold gasping. Um, there is air, but it is so hard to breathe here. And on here, structures, buildings, old gray pyramids and trapezoids and ziggurats and towers with balls and uh, Tauruses, weird, a weird landscape. The, um, Oh, hello, bigger on the inside. <laughs> um, you are alone here. And all of a sudden, this humming. And you slam back onto the concrete floor in the middle of the respiratorium. <gasps> Found it. <laughs> Across from right outside the machine. The guards standing there, um, swords drawn now. There is a, uh, the technician who was running off to get someone turned around, stumbling backward. What the hell? What was that? What did you do? Oh, gentlemen, the swords are absolutely not necessary. <laughs> um, you, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid we're going to have to take you, oh, take you um, under arrest for this. Under arrest for yeah. losing an earring? Um, we're going to cut over <laughs> to the other side of the door that these guards were on. And we have um, uh, Victor Snaps standing there. Door has just closed. You have just snuck into this room underneath the main hall of the respiratorium. There is the broad open working space filled with maybe 20 technicians dressed in these kind of like cotton or um, um, cloth suits that are cinched at the uh, at the wrists with gloves on their hands. They have hoods over, cinched around the face, boots on, everything seems to be like in this clean suit environment. And the um, uh, they're milling about on, um, many of them are on a structure in the middle, which is this pillar going up to the, um, the peak of a pyramidal ceiling. And on this structure are all kinds of nodules and um, hanging sort of balls of metal and mesh and glass and uh, crystal with tubes coming in and being woven in and out and carefully controlled up into each of the faces of the pyramid. And in the back wall, um, against the back wall, there are four large glass-like tubes, empty, that are, the glass is green, like a, an emerald green around them, large, like several people could fit inside one of these comfortably. Um, and you are standing in this room, not, you've never seen a device like this before, despite all of your background training uh, as a nano in my land. And I just have to ask, what is going through Victor's mind as he stands here in this room, looking at 
this incomprehensible device with two dozen people working intently on it as um, Victor is not only not from here, but from one of the enemies in the war. Um, he, he sounds like a foreigner. He sounds like a Mylander. He is a Mylander, but nobody knows what he was, who he was. And now you're standing here with the intent of having entered this room to somehow sabotage some part of this project so that it can't be further sabotaged by these dissidents. Your intent to sabotage this, knowing that this is one of the biggest pieces of work and most important projects that Sildefen has been doing after the war. Mm -hmm. What is going through your mind as you stand here at this door? So I think just as he enters this room, yeah. like the, the massiveness of the room is, is like just takes him aback for a second. Yeah. And like he's been running through like on adrenaline till now. Like he saw a door open, he run, ran in, got through the door. And now he's standing there just being like, Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so I think uh, yeah. So I'm 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 still having a I'm I'm concerned about this person who I think that I have somehow pushed into taking this very drastic course of action, and I I'm I I want to make sure I feel somehow responsible for it. Uh -huh. But at the same time, I'm I'm trying to understand the danger I put myself in. And you're talking about Lovin, your. Lovin person who describes himself as your disciple almost, mm -hmm. um, who's followed your poetry, who came to you and said, hey, we're doing something because of you inspiring us. And so you feel that you have to do something. But now, standing here in this room, knowing who you are, do you, is there a hesitation that comes? I think there is a hesitation. Like mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely looking immediately for how I can conceal myself yeah. the best. Yeah. And my goals are to like try and find out what exactly is going on here to understand it uh, a little bit better, so that I can further my aims of sabotage a little, in some way. Uh huh. Uh, and I'm also concerned about Ruta outside. Yeah. So yeah, all of this is going on right now. But first on the list is conceal myself. Mm -hmm. There are crates mm -hmm. um, of tools, equipment, mm -hmm. materials. Um, you rolled a good stealth roll before you came in here. Mm -hmm. So it's no problem to continue that and to sort of slip behind um, one of these crates and uh, think for a moment about what you're going to do and observe. Um, and this is where I'm going to offer you an intrusion. Okay. So 2 XP if you take it or you can deny it for one. I think I'll take it. Great. So pass one of those points to someone else at the table. Okay. I'll pass it back to Ruta. Okay. <laughs> We're going to need a lot of rerolls, I feel like. <laughs> you are there, um, feeling hidden. You had a good stealth roll, um, so mechanically you're hidden. But with this intrusion, there's you hear footsteps, someone comes over to this crate, you hear clanking, shifting, they open it, pull out something, um, like it's got some glass thing, sounds like some 
something dangling and bumping against itself. And um, this, and then all of a sudden it stops and you feel attention on you. And you look over your shoulder and there is a person wearing this white fabric suit looking over the box at you. And they see you and they smile and they hold up some fingers in a, a salute to you. <laughs> As you described in one of your poems about looking through a new lens and people started to make an idea of looking through a lens and does this motions to you to step aside into like a side corridor you haven't seen before like just a little alcove okay. and steps in there with you hey uh they're holding like some device it's it's got you know more of these sort of like glass bulbs on it and then these hanging uh woven metal tubes coming down each with like a little uh threaded end to go into some part of this machine and they they step into this alcove with you what are you doing here it was, it was a total last minute thing i i i logan came to me this morning and i i kind of i snapped out of it i i knew i had to take action so um yeah make me just what is your intention with this? I'm, I'm trying to yeah. say, I mean, I, I think this person is, is one of the instructionists, so mm -hmm. I, 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 I want to pretend like I'm on their side Yeah. for now. Like I'm, I'm being part of their screen to try and figure out what exactly it is they're trying to do so mm -hmm. that I can try and sabotage it. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, uh, Loman mentioned that he was going to meet with you this morning um i'm glad it inspired you you've inspired us yeah i'm uh i i i, I didn't think that you know I, I thought like we should just try and fix ourselves before we try taking action in the world but i i, I think what you're doing here is admirable we've been doing that I mean, it's clear in your writing. What I exactly? think the question is, we have a plan. Yeah. And, uh, and he was very uh, vague about the specifics, except that I should be here, and I, I've managed to find my way in, uh, but, but I'm, I'm not sure what I need to be, how I can help. Make me, essentially, a deception check. Yeah. Um, the difficulty is 12 on this. Okay. Um... um I think I will spend effort to reduce yeah. that. So uh, I think that was my intellect. That's intellect effort. Yeah. Um, what kind of, as you're doing this persuasion, is there anything that you do to try to gain this person's trust? Anything specific that you'd like to do? Sort of to, to flavor your, um, your effort that you're spending. I think... I know, like I, I, I think I'm, I'm just, I, I'm going. I, I think I'm usually like a very, um, sort of, like, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of a bit waffly. I yeah. think I look him like straight in the eye, and I, and I, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and I'm like, uh -huh. 
Let's do this. All right. Your difficulty is nine. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, he... Well, this is, to be honest, a, a great surprise. We, um, uh, we'd been meeting, but we didn't know if you were fully on board. But uh, to hear that you are is great. Um, look, we, we want this to work. So I'm here, but we also want to make a... Um, um, what do you call it? A, a demonstration. Yeah. So I'm not part, I'm not that in that part of the plan. All I know is that my job is to make sure that um, when the ceremony is starting, the doors are open and that the people who are bringing the protest mm -hmm. can do it. Okay. Wait, which door are you talking about? The... The one that I just came to. No, no. Upstairs, okay. there's an access door. Okay. And we have the part of the ceremony we're going to be bringing in the shock stone. Yeah. And putting it in the machine and turning it on. Uh -huh. And the, um, uh, the prostomoro are all set up there. And we're going to have them be um, energized with everyone watching. It's, uh, it's, it's part of the, the harvest engine. Yeah. And then when that happens, we're going to have a protest. We're right. going to tell them, hey, this is, we're, we're uh, against this as a society. You're doing this without us. Yeah. Um, and we're going to, ha to have a sit-in and a discussion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's, I think. You know, I don't know what that part is about. Okay. All I know is my job is to make sure that this, can happen. Okay. Uh, and uh, are you the only one from our group in? No, 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 no. There's several of us here. Okay. Um, how, and you, you, how do you, can you tell me who, who they are? No, I can't. Why am I not? Because I feel like the more you know as our leader, the more compromised you are. Good, and good it's thinking. actually really <laughs> yeah. no. not great that you're I, here not... right now. Well, I'm not the best at this. I'm new to this, okay? Like, I'm, I'm not a boots-on-the-ground kind of guy. Did Lovin... Speaks like the true leader. <laughs> but Lovin told you to come here. Yeah, yeah. He told me He told me that uh, I could help with the discussion uh, okay. at, at the end. So I, I'm, I'm here for that part of it. Do you want to wait backstage then? Yeah, I think... I you, think want to, you want to come in with us? I, I can I go into the main room and I can... Or yeah. do you want us to... Because I heard you had an invite... I, I, I do have an invite. So um, we could call you down from the... But I, I just wanted to, to, to make sure... I, I wanted to see the space, you know? I wanted to okay. uh, get an idea of, like, how exactly I can, like, reach the most number of people. In, in, like, I want to prepare. I'm a, I'm a performer. Suddenly, in this moment, gravity stops. You feel your stomach, like, it doesn't drop, it, like, lifts. You feel your feet lose connection with the ground. The guy is like, whoa, 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 what, whoa, what's going on? 
and then momentarily you're you're hang you're starting to to float and hang in midair people on the scaffolding around this tower who are attaching wires start to like drift off people grabbing onto these and then all of a sudden boom, gravity hits again and everybody tumbles back to the ground one person dangling from a a, a tube and like this uh this gas spraying off and all of a sudden people are running around um uh Simultaneously, uh, Ruta outside the one of the um, the guy who was um, running to get a torch to try to look inside this yeah. machine uh, turns around and he's like, "Where's the other guy?" And the guards are like, "The other guy!" Uh, and one of them um, shouts across the room, "Hit the alarm!" And then you hear, "Ding, ding, 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 ding!" Uh, you are uh, there's all of a sudden this alarm goes off. Ding, 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 in this room. Um, people start to like look around. Um, there's been, you feel it in your sensitivity as a nano, this wave of um, etheric magical disturbance yeah. washed through this room, through yeah. this sensitive piece of equipment and engine. Um, and everybody starts to basically run around, people running to help the guy who's dangling up there, um, other groups coming together. What's going on? Uh, what was that? Who who, who knows anything? Um, and this guy looks at you and he's like, did you have, what was, what was that? Did you, do you know what that was? No, I have. Did I, you I, do that? I, no, I have no idea what that is. But like, listen, they're, they're coming for us and I need to be hidden. Okay. So do you have one of the, one of those uh, things that you're wearing? Like, you know where they are? So I, you have to, you have to get out of here right now. If they find you, you're, yeah. you're going to be thrown in prison or something. What we do? You got to get out of here. Okay. Uh, is that, a, is that a way through this room into the, uh, the exhibition room? Uh, that's deeper into the facility. Yeah. But, but I feel like there's not going to be people there. There's going to be people down here. Right. Um, give me, give me, tell me what you would, what your ideal state of this is. I, I would like to get into where into I think the, the, the exhibition room where I think people are going to, uh, yeah. coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like cause some sort of disturbance there. Okay. Um, do you want, you do want a uniform? Yes. Okay. Uh, make me a persuasion roll. Again, the difficulty is 12. Oh, uh, I guy. think I'll try to roll it again. Great. Twenty. Twenty. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Um, that is a major effect. It's a critical success, so it gives us a major effect in Numenera. Um, it's not combat, but we can give you some um, something. He says, um, "Yeah, it's it's actually really easy to get there." Um, in the alcove, he opens a little like locker, um, pulls out one of these suits. He's like, "Put this on right now." Um, you put the suit on and then, uh, he takes you, he's look busy and you run across part of the floor to stairs and he, he says up there, I have to, I have to help down here. Mm -hmm. You go, go up three flights mm -hmm. and then he slams the door behind you, turns okay. around. Um, Ruta, you, where did the poet go? <laughs> Uh, you are you are surrounded. There are two guards who uh -huh. have their swords drawn around mm -hmm. you. They're saying, uh, "I'm sorry, ma'am, you're under arrest. We don't know what that was, but um, you you did something in the machine. You're not supposed to be here." And uh, they're pulling out. Are they security or are they police? Are they guards? They are. Um, 
they're not police like street police, but they are special sort of military security forces. Mm. Uh, one of them is pulling out some sort of like bands to put on your your wrist. Ma'am, you're gonna have to. Oh, oh dear! Please, if, if that's the goal, I, you don't um, you don't have to. Uh, uh, okay, okay, sure. Please I don't make not... this hard for us. I will. Uh, there is my face in this. I don't want to blow up my cover, and I'm like, okay, I know that uh, Victor is inside, so I have like my provocation to see what is gonna happen as a result mm -hmm. of Victor being there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I will not resist. I will try to talk myself out of it, uh -huh. but not with multiple people. There are several people around here. Um, and they, the guy, he puts these cuffs on your, on your hands. They sort of, um, lightly pat you down. Do you have a, your pistol on you? Ah, uh, fuck. I do. And hidden. Hidden. Uh, as I'm being patted down, mm. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> no, this is, this is not. I want to like. I'm sorry. Would you like I get a female colleague to do this? Yes. Okay, um, but we're gonna get you somewhere safe. Uh, and he turns around. He's like Richardson. Can you uh, shouts? There's like a third, a fourth, a fifth guard in the room now. Um, people in these white suits are starting to come out. Like, what happened? What was that? Um, someone comes out with like an instrument. Who's like the the, I'm getting readings from here. It must have come from here. And like, um, they're starting to figure out, uh, oh, the machine was activated. Uh, one of them flags you, flags down the guards. Um, they're like, was she involved? And like comes over, what did you do? What did you do? And it's this person like uh, sort of anonymous. You can only see their face mm -hmm. sort of a, um, like a flat nose, uh, big cheeks and a bit older um, person, feminine maybe, but mm -hmm. in this sort of like uh, androgynous, puffy um, suit, uh, comes over and is like, "What did you? What, what did do, you do? What do you mean? What do I do? You have this equipment laying around. She was like, in the machine. Why I, were you in the machine? Why don't you have railing around it? Who even are you? What are you? Why were you poking your head in the machine? Oh, I'm Ruta Laskawa. I I write uh, romance novels. <sighs> um, the the one of the guards points and is like, um, points to the, the usher who brought you and he's like, uh, this, this person brought her and the usher comes over. I'm sorry, I was just giving a tour. I, I didn't know anything could happen and the, um, this scientist person turns to them. Do you have any idea we, what, what has just happened? And the, the person says, no, I don't. Do you? I, I have no idea. The scientist is like, no, we don't either, but everything is Do so Do you? I want to provoke her to explain us. <laughs> Um, make a, <laughs> make me like a, a persuasion roll, difficulty nine, um, for this person. Seventeen. Seventeen. Um, they turn to you, no, I don't know what happened and that's what freaks me out. You hit something in that machine. We lost gravity. 
We don't know what else could have happened. Look at this. She holds up this device. It's like this this block. It has a um, sort of like a, a piece of of glass on it that has some some oh, that lines looks very waving smart. on it. The the readings are are all off, and the the equilibrium has been has been knocked out of uh, out of context here. I don't it's know. It's bad. That, we have. I don't know what that means. The the um, the soldiers turn to her and they say, "Do you need anything from from this woman?" No, I don't. She doesn't know what happened. Do whatever you need to do, and just like turns away from you. And the soldiers start to lead you off out of okay. this room um, into basically a cell. Uh, you are heading upstairs. Mm -hmm. You go up three flights of stairs. You get to this. Um, it's another room that uh, it's a large sort of like staging room. It looks like it has many boxes. It has things on carts. There's large doors at the end that lead sort of into the center of the respiratorium. And uh, there's a, no a number of other people up here who are sort of like talking with each other and, and moving around, um, but they're not paying you any attention at this moment. Um, you think that you, you do see there's like a large, one distinctive large crate, um, probably like um, a meter by a meter that is uh, metal and wood carved with intricate runes in it. Clearly your nano instincts are like, clearly there's something um, heavily arcane in that box mm -hmm. there. Um, and then there's the double doors leading into the sort of like service doors that lead into the center of the respiratorium. Mm -hmm. Are they uh, also, uh, have you heard the alarm? Uh, the, they... There was a, the alarm, you could, um, uh, you could hear it and okay. it has ceased at this point, okay. um, but it seems like this disturbance, this gravity yeah. disturbance happened up here too. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things, like there's a couple, like a stack of boxes where half of the boxes have like tumbled over and broken open mm -hmm. and like um, some various things are, are spilled out okay. on the floor and stuff like this. I want to create even more chaos up here. Okay. <laughs> so I am going to like run to the nearest person I can yeah. find and be like, it's all going crazy down there. We need to get out of here right now. Uh, what what even what is I, what's I going don't know on? I don't know what? like they, they said run they said run they said get out oh my god okay uh, it, full evacuation everybody I'm hearing full evacuation someone else says I didn't get I didn't get the and he's like no no I just heard from downstairs that something's going what happened what happened I, I don't know the gravity went crazy the the, the readings yeah. are off the 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 the, <laughs> the thing was did the thing make me a persuasion roll it would be a difficulty twelve but because of your Nat twenty earlier, um, and because of the situation that's going on, everybody's on edge. So it's a difficulty nine. All right. To convince. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right, everybody out. Everybody. Um, what do we do about the What do we do about the Prosimora? I don't know. Just leave them for now. If it's that dangerous, we'll we'll clean it up later. Um, all right. Well, uh, the closest exit is that way. Points directly yeah. through the respiratorium. I say, uh, look, uh, uh, one of my friends is, is stuck back there and is going to grab him and come. You guys go ahead. I'll stay with you. Um, <laughs> this this guy who you first talked to is okay. like, I'll, I'll help. And uh, the other, like, half a dozen people start um, exiting, like, opening up these double doors and uh, into the center of the respiratorium toward the, like, civilian entrance yeah. and exit of the place. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, uh, so so I drum run back into the the, yeah. the door that I just got into, and uh, I'm going to try and like close the door behind me. I'm going to lead him in there and try to close the door this behind me. This is the, me the stairwell. In. Yes, I want to in- investigate this crate. Okay, and I, I I need him to not be there. So like I'm, okay. I'm going to try and like close the door behind him. So I'm going to go in with him. Yeah, double back. So- He's like, what floor is your friend on? Yeah, just just back there in, in the, the like the, the 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 door that I went in. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like he goes into the stairwell yeah, with yeah. you. He's like, so what floor is he on? Where where is he? Uh, he's 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 just like oh one flight down. Okay. Um, and he starts heading down and yeah. and, uh, and and I try to double back and I, I try to close the door. With that. You hear? Wait. And you slam the door <laughs> yeah. behind you. Um, are you doing anything to try to? To bar the door, yeah, yeah. like, uh, is, uh, I mean, is, is that a lo- lock on it, or, like, if there's a, yeah. Sure, there's, like, handles, and there's a, a broomstick nearby, yeah. or some sort of, like, Slam rod. broomstick and inside. <laughs> put the rod in here. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. Wait, uh, hey, man, who, who, who's your friend? Did you, the, the door's locked. He's down there somewhere, go keep looking. Get out of here, get out of here, I'll, I'll do this. Um, and he, he... Uh, you hear this like, duh, 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 and then he goes, and you're in this room yeah. uh, alone. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I walk up to the to the, the box and yeah. try to inspect it. Is it? Uh... It is. Um, make me. You know, you have a uh, specific ability for this as a nano. Understanding Numenera. Yeah. And understanding Numenera, but also you have a uh, sort of like a power. Um, so I have a scan. Oh, you have a scanning right. power, exactly. Yeah. So you can use your scanning power. It happens within, essentially, within a short distance. I keep hitting the mic. we got to <laughs> fix that at some point. Um, it happens within a short distance, basically, um, where you can project your consciousness. What is it? Are you going to... Do you want to use yeah, your scan? Yeah, I do want to. Um, you come up to this box, so anything within 10 feet of you. Um, you sit there, and you project your consciousness yeah. and um, make me a role for understanding Numenera. Um, we're going to say it's a DC six, just easy peasy for you. Um, this is something that you've practiced over and over. 10. 10. No problem. Um, the box is containing energy material that powers Numenera has various types of energy through the ages through the all of these lost civilizations there are many different ways that they have worked the structure of reality to pull various types of energy out of it and the Groups that have managed to leave their mark on the world have done so in a big way that has lasted for millions of years. And so even the the material of the world is ripe to be manipulated. And some of the material of the world has been imbued or has had energy collected. And this box is a large containment for energy. Not unusual for you. You served in the Mylandian Navy and the Air Navy that they have. Their airships use large energy sources and they are transported in crates like this. And inside of this crate, you can feel raw energy with a flavor of electricity, sort of like getting that ozone on your tongue. 
Hey, um, I, uh, I, I'm assuming that this is the, the, the energy source that uh, the, the instructions were trying to like, get the barbarous uh, to uh, like, interact with. Possibly. Um, but at this point, so I think I've, I've kind of like understood the plan, but I also think that the amount of you know, chaos that's been caused mm -hmm. is probably going to cause them to like, suspend the celebration for today or like, not let anyone in and like, beef up security and stuff like that. So I'm going to try and get out. I'll start looking for Ruta, uh, or like explore the areas outside of it and see what else is going on. Yeah, so I leave. I leave this room and I, I go are back. You, the other people have gone. Are you going? Oh wait, hold on. Before that, I open the door and I'm like, oh, I finally got the door open. Come on, let's get it. Let's, let's go. The guy's not there anymore. Oh, guy's not yeah. there. Okay. Um, you hear. Uh, down the stairwell, you hear a bunch of voices. There's someone up there. Lock the door. Yeah. Okay. We'll go check it out. And you hear like clanking feet step footsteps okay, coming. Run away. <laughs> um, you exit through the central room of mm -hmm. the respiratorium. You exit through. It's basically like um, these access doors to a stage, essentially. And you walk out into uh, the center of the floor. That is this pyramidal shape. Um, it's the top of what you saw from below and there's a number of details that come to you immediately. This is an enormous round room. Theater-like balconies wrap three quarters of the way around the entire thing looking down into this area and then there's a ceiling also that um, normally there would be projections on it, um, but it also is a magical arcane focus of energy. Um, in the center, the uh, there's all of the details of it, green and gold and velvet and um, carpeting and uh, gilded, painted columns going up three, four, five, six stories of, of balcony. It's an enormous space, but in the center, laying on pallet beds um, on each of the faces of these pyramids are humanoid figures, two, three, maybe three heights of a normal person, mm. broad, not human, um, differently shaped and proportioned, sort of like... Uh, stockier neck, less definition in the arms, unclear exactly where the joints are with them laying in these uh, um, laid out positions. Tubes, hundreds of tubes connecting into their backs, into the bottoms of their feet, into the palms of their hand, the back of the neck, the head. One singular eye, nose, mouth. No seeming ears or anything. Green skin, dark green skin, textured. Four of them laying there. Not moving. Not clear if they're alive or dead or comatose. Is anyone else in this room? At the moment, no. No, okay. I'd want to scan mm -hmm. on this, I think, as well. Before I yeah. Um, It is humanoid in that it has organs, 
that you recognize vaguely. Um, but like the eye, there's one lung, there's one kidney. Anything of which there would be two of, there's just one going down the center. Um, and they uh, are more vegetable matter than like flesh. Yeah. And that's what you get from the scan. Okay. Um, store that away for later and uh, keep heading towards the exit. Mm -hmm. you, uh, you get out of the building. You're wearing this white suit. Mm -hmm. There is um, a crowd of people out here mm -hmm. who've been sort of like lining up. You can see them sort of like two stories up. Mm -hmm. They've been uh, lining up to go in at, this, at the entrance up there. Um, different and on the next tier of the city because the respiratorium covers multiple tiers and you're on the ground floor of it and people would be coming in up here and then filtering into it and people are already lining up and you can see a crowd of guards who are like pushing people back and asking mm. them to go. Uh, we cut over to the um, this function. It's uh, wrapped up. You and, um, and Emerald have met up with um, Emerald's sister, Sapphire, and um, she's just this like young, cocky, kind of hot-headed youth. Um, she's got the similar gemstone aesthetic as her sis, as her not sister, as her as her sibling, um, where uh, her hair is blue, and um, instead of hair on her body is more of like tiny little, almost looks like crystal growth going on. Um, and she's wearing kind of like a traditional gown. It's, it's white with uh, embroidered cuffs. So there's like a thickly embroidered cuffs that are like the scene of wildlife on the mountain going all the way around and the collar to match it with birds and deer and such. Um, and you are um, heading into the respiratorium. You're you're getting you're you're leaving like the government building office that's right next to it. You're coming out and walking toward it, and you see this intense disturbance there. <laughs> um, guards pushing people back. Uh, technicians in white have run out. Um, Dale, you and. Janice, arrive. You come to the line. A lot of people got there before you. Um, folks are there dressed up in, to the nines in their evening wear. This is this is a really um, desirable event to be at. And you, you've had to take your public transit uh, options here because there's no place to park your um, van. Mm. Um, and so you've taken essentially the the walkers. It's sort of like these these six-legged uh, crab-like walkers that have um, the legs come up and the the passenger cabin hangs underneath the legs, and the legs step into metal sockets in the ground, and so they follow predefined routes um, from long before Sildefen was Sildefen. They've just been walking up and down this uh, this hill and repurposed as these kind of like 
trolleys, essentially. Are these crabs like based off of true crabs? Or... <laughs> Very little similarity to true crabs. Mm. Only crab-like in the fact that they have multiple le legs and you could say that they kind of move sideways. Mm. Um, six legs, not, not eight, not four, usually. Mm -hmm. um, it helps them navigate the the intense height changes on the hill. Um, you get there, you see the crowd pushing people away. Um, you see uh, technicians in white have been exiting the building on the tier below, um, on the ground level entrance to the, the ball of the respiratorium. Um, and uh, you, you do see Cornelius there, Cornelius with um, these two uh, women, or two people, because Emerald is, is they, them. Um, so you see Cornelius with these two people, uh, one woman and one, uh, one person of indeterminate gender who has uh, green and blue, they're green and blue. Um, Have I seen them before? Do I know who they are? Well, you know of Emerald. You probably know of Emerald. Yeah. And probably piece it together. Yeah, pretty easily. Okay, so uh, is what we're seeing like a mad rush of people running out of the building? Mm -hmm. Sort of like the crowd of people who would go into the building is being held back. Okay. And there's, a, it seems like a people gathering outside down below. Mm -hmm. And then down on like a tier much lower than that, you can even see like a disturbance of people down there. Okay. Um, guards. People okay. with swords okay. um, moving into that spot. A couple of like riflemen moving up. Okay, I turn to Janice. I'm like, sweetheart, wait here for one moment. I'm gonna see who else needs this trolley. You're gonna go the hell home. You're gonna lock the doors. I'll come and get you later, okay? Dale, what, what's going on? I don't know. An attack is happening. Uh, I gotta deal with it. I see my buddy Cornelius over there. I think he's with some people who need some help. I'm gonna send him back with you, okay? I. But they're, they're all saying, be calm. Nothing is going on. Well, you can be calm at home. There's not going to be a, an explosion back there. Just, do you trust me? Dale, I, I, I have to be here. I have to find my parents. I'll look for your parents, okay? It's not safe in there for you. I'm not, I won't go in, okay? But I have to find out if my parents are here or if they come here and an attack is happening. You have to stay here, okay? I'll stay here, okay? I'll stay find in my the parents. Trolley, please. No, I'm... Dale. Okay, I know, I know, I can't, I can't win an argument with you. So, I am. All right, I am get a... yourself killed. All right. Really? That's what's gonna happen. Really? That's what's gonna happen. Really? Look, I, I told you, there's terrorists here. Okay, you wanna, you wanna get in, involved in that? I can find your parents. Okay. I don't see. It. Look, I'll wait right here at. At the trolley stop. You go do what is whatever it is you need to do. Okay. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I, I banged out towards Cornelius. Yeah. And uh, Emerald and uh, Sapphire. Mm. Y'all need a ride out? You, you need a ride out of here? Um, what the? What is going on? We gotta on? go in and fix Hang this. On. We have to go in. Yeah. Hang on. I. She, um, Emerald just sort of like detaches from you and starts to like cut her way through or cut their way through the crowd. Um, Follow along? Alright. My instinct is to physically pick them up and throw them in that trolley. Well, I think Emerald can handle themselves. Okay. Uh, what about you? Excuse me, I can fucking handle myself too. Okay, we're, we have reason to believe there's a terrorist attack happening right now. 
How do you hold up against gigantic electricity-based explosions? Is that something you can handle? What even are you talking There's about? There's a terrorist attack underway. You need to get out of here. How it's do you safe. know? Emerald was saying that you were going to embarrass her tonight. Uh, I think I'm about to be proven very right, which doesn't matter. It's not the point, but it doesn't matter. Sapphire, you need to stay out here and stay and listen to the guards and go. Emerald, I'm coming. And oh just like God. follows after. <laughs> I love them. Uh, after after Emerald. And I was like, just stay back. No, I'm not going to stay back. Okay, God, come oh. with me. The things we do for the people that we love. Um, mm. <laughs> make a perception check for me. Both? Uh, yeah, you can both make it. The difficulty is going to be, uh, it's it's tiered here. If you get above a 15, you'll get some stuff. If you get above a 12, you'll get some stuff. If you get above a 9. 18. 18. 8. 8. Um, for, for Cornelius, it, there is chaos here. You're trying to just track uh, Emerald and their sister as um, they're both cutting through the crowd and trying to find, as the crowd is sort of like confused people who are like, they're going forward. We want to like find out what's happening too. Like it's all people who think that they're movers and shakers in this sort of civil defense society are moving forward. Um, Dale, you are looking over the edge, uh, like getting scoping out the situation. And you see a couple of things stand out to you. You see a group of technicians who come out on the ground level. Um, and you see them move away. And then a short time later, you see another technician exit the building wearing the same white. Something very familiar about how they move. <laughs> Just, you know how when you know somebody and you mm. know them well, um, you can spot their gait mm. from quite a distance. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then the same thing happens because on the sub level, like on the next tier down, on the access for all of the, the underbelly of the respiratorium, you see another person surrounded by a group of guards um, wearing a gown. Uh, but you recognize the sheen of the hair as Ruta, surrounded by um, guards, hands. Like, very small figure, but you're like, that's, I know that person. Mm. And they're surrounded by guards. Mm. Um, Do I see a viable route for a, a, a precinct of pigs to enter this building? That's um, kind of my concern right now. <laughs> oh, Ruta be Ruta. <laughs> there are, I mean, there are multiple. It's, it's an enormous building. Yeah. And there are multiple entrances mm. on different levels that are big enough. On the ground level and on the, the bottom level, the entrances are definitely big enough that um, large equipment can be brought in mm. or shipments of refreshments. Sometimes if there's like a big theater thing here, they'll have a huge amount of refreshments brought in or set pieces, stage pieces, or um, other uh, projection equipment. Um, this place is used to put on fancy shows. Um, but yeah, there's this like stillness outside. There's people um, sort of like asking the crowd, like, please back up. We're trying to figure out what's going on. You see uh, some folks going into the building um, and you see Ruta down there and you see someone who you think is probably Victor 
on the next level. Um, a couple of like flights of stairs below you. Are you armed? I'm guessing I have like my ceremonial sword with me, like my family sword, but I'm guessing I don't have my full bayonet with me. <laughs> yes, you could have you could have your ceremonial sword. Most people going into this thing would not bring a weapon. Okay. Um, this is a very I clearly weapon. don't. Yeah. Um, I basically where is the danger? We need to run towards that. Um, where does it look hardest? It's hard to tell exactly what the danger is. Um, you can see. Emerald getting into an argument with the people up front, being like, what's going on? Tell me. I'm. Do you know who my father is? Basically. Um, and then you can see Victor exit the building and a bunch of, toward a bunch of panicking people. Mm. And then below you can see guards. Do you mention the Ruta and Victor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, there's Ruta. I think that might be Victor. Then doesn't make... Let's try and get to Victor at the very least. Okay, he might know what's it. going on. All right. He's a level down. Yeah. I've got skills in climbing, running, and jumping. I don't. Swimming. You can probably <laughs> get down the stairs quite quickly. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, Victor. Like, it's, um, it's a terraced area. And so there's roads, but the roads are windy. But then in between the roads, there's stairs. All right. Mm -hmm. um, All right, let's get to Victor. Step. Let's go. So you head down the stairs. Uh, Victor, you're standing there. What is it that you would do after exiting the building? Um, I, I think probably, I'm looking around for uh, people, for Lowen, I think, at this, at this point. I, I'm, I'm looking Make a perception places. check for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell you a difficulty. Based on what you get, you'll get different information. 13. 13. Um, you do not see Lowen. You see... Uh, you see the... No one who you've interacted with, mm -hmm. um, because that one guy you sent downstairs, mm -hmm. um, and the, from the person who you who you locked in the stairwell, mm -hmm. and the other guy who gave you the um, the symbol, he is on the ground floor. Mm -hmm. And so, what you do see is that technicians on the ground floor did not evacuate. Only the people upstairs evacuated, and they're all starting okay. to be like, "Okay, what's going on?" Who is is a superior around? Is someone who knows something? Is there someone down there? No technicians from below have come out. Maybe something happened, and they're starting to be like, maybe we should go down and check if something bad happened. And they're starting to like form up and and head down um, toward the bottom. And you also see a group of armed guards mm -hmm. down there, and some of them are coming up to this level um, to scope out what's going on. And you see a crowd of people. Um, being uh, sort of like pushed away from the building, like, please back up. We don't know what's going on. We need space. It's a delicate operation. Um, and then coming down the steps, you see two people who you recognize. Do I see Ruta? Um, you do. You see someone in the middle of the guards. Okay. And from your vantage point, okay. it could be Ruta. I mean, you were with her, so you recognize the, the dress. Um, and that's what's going on. Okay. Uh, so first, I, I think I go to Cornelius and Dale mm. and like catch them up on what I've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you you basically did this? I did. Well, did is a strong word. I, Where is this energy source? Um. So th that that is like an energy source on this level, right inside. Um. Uh. And um. Uh, that's like. Uh, the, the 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 mechanics of the of the house machine in here. Uh, I try to uh, create a disturbance so that other people, so that Lovin and his gang don't. Well, that worked. 
Right? I, I, I think like they're probably going to be on higher alert now. What, what happened with you? Like, are they increasing security? Is it? Well, everyone seemed very positive that they, they wouldn't need to increase security. Okay. So they know that there was a threat, but they didn't really uh, take it seriously. I'm telling you, it was very easy for us to get in. So, like, they might not work on Do I know how Can't close wait the, to tell these, uh, these barbarists need to get to this type of energy source for it to be dangerous? Make a uh, difficulty 12, no, 15 roll. This is, um, this is pretty specific information about oh, this animal. This point is out for... as well that I'm good at sensing danger. Um, this isn't direct danger. You're not okay. directly in it, but you are trained in animal handling. Yeah. So that would drop it to a twelve. Uh, okay. I wanna. I wanna. Um, I wanna use some effort on this. Okay. So it's intellect. Yeah. Just sort of like reaching into um, all of your your training and interactions. So we're using two nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a nine. That's a nine exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Barbarissas um, consume energy sources. They want to eat it when they find it. And so if they ingest it, it will trigger the discharge from their skin, basically. Turns them into walking chain lightning. Okay. Okay. This is dangerous. We gotta surround. We gotta guard the area where those, uh, where the energy source is. Um, I'm, I'm unarmed. I can't. These are these are tough beasts. I don't know how we're gonna do this. We're gonna have to either convince the guards to help, or take the guards' weapons from them. Can I? I just want to tell you. Uh, can I describe Logan? To you, uh, and uh, I will also tell you about the, the hand signal mm. that, that they did. So, like, if you see someone suspicious looking, try that on them and see if they respond. Yeah, like a, like that. Okay. It's uh, two fingers above the brow. Do they have the... weapons? Uh, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Uh, pro probably. And where's Ruta? Uh, she, I, I, I don't know, like, she was with me. There was is Ruta. Oh, yeah. I spotted her, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So she level below us, above us, same level. Uh, below. Oh. It's okay. three flights of. It's like three floors yeah. down. So. Um, uh, I'm walking and I'm thinking like, it's not going great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like I'm just like using this time to make a summary of like okay, so I let let a potential Mylandian spy into the respiratorium. <laughs> And it would be great if I could see what they're doing, but I can't because I'm being fucking arrested. <laughs> mm. And uh, you are being ushered into a vehicle, toward a vehicle. Ah, uh, can I, before I'm getting into the vehicle, just like uh, last try. Uh, uh, sir, do you want to use that communication crystal of yours to ask the silence lady if she uh, like knows uh, what's on the other side of the portal. What? <laughs> silence well, lady. There was a silence lady. Is science lady? Science. science. Si sorry, <laughs> science lady. Uh -huh. And I remember when I did this thing, I went somewhere else. Yeah. So I'm like. Yeah, and this person is like, what? 
I mean, there, on the other side of the moon machine, there is like... <laughs> more space. I don't even know what you're talking about. I... well, you I You went thought... in the machine and you turned off gravity. Look... That's this... what they told me. Alright, so I'm... Look, lady, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be cooperative. Like... Something happened, and the science lady looked confused. Get in the get in the car, okay. and pushes you into the vehicle, and it they start moving. Um, are you keeping your suit on? I, I'm, I am keeping my suit on. Okay. Now, yeah. Okay. Um, are we on the same level as the energy source as described by Victor? You are. Okay. Yeah, but it's in the building. Yeah. And are the guards surrounding the entrance to that? On this level, there's no guards, but there's half a dozen other white uniformed people who are coming over and they're like, um, that was crazy. Absolutely, like, wild, man. Uh, nobody seems to have gotten out from down there. Oh, they, they don't... Oh, yeah, because, like, I, I was the one who <laughs> told them to get yeah, out. Yeah, you ran up and you were like, get out, get out, it's an emergency and... and uh, there must be some sort of obstruction or something. Maybe we should we should go down there and, and check. Okay, yeah, but show us where it is. Come on. Uh, okay. <laughs> what's, uh, the, what's the play here, Cornelius? Uh, Victor. Uh, Victor. <laughs> I mean, I, I well, um, what is the play? <laughs> I, I well, I I don't have I seen Ruta leaving. Yes, yeah, so Ruta has. Um, has been. I've she's, seen her. She's gone. She's we can gone. forget about okay, her okay. forever. <laughs> she's gonna serve a lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> New character. Is your your wife a lawyer? Uh, my wife is a lawyer. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll get her out. We'll get her out. Um, I, I I'm just trying to get these people off my back. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I feel like we've got you know bigger fish to fry. What What do we think? Um, I. I'm still a little bit confused about what's going on, so, but it sounds like we need to guard the energy source. Yep. Let's set the situation for you. There is, um, within the respiratorium, there is an energy source that you know about now. Um, something happened in there. You know the gravity shut off for a moment and then came back, and you used that as an opportunity to um, get deeper in and tell people to get out, mm. um, which they did because it is sensitive Numenera objects and if somebody comes in with authority um, and tells them that it's dangerous, people will respond. And uh, then you see that Ruta, who had made a disturbance for you, sacrificed herself to get that disturbance. You see her being put in a vehicle um, with a number of uh, soldiers around it. Um, Sort of like scattered, they they feel pretty controlled about that, but you see like one or two get in the vehicle uh, with her, um, and the um, bit of chaos that's going on is that there's a group of technicians on your level who are trying to figure out where you saw the disturbance and are looking down on the lower level and seeing that no technicians have evacuated the building, and in fact guards are going into the building and they're like, talking about, well, maybe we should be back in there to help out. Mm -hmm. And um, up on the upper level, guests are arriving, ready to go in. Um, and you 
up there you see the tall figure of your father starting to cut through the crowd. My father? To, yes, because okay. your father is one of the architects. Or not your father, sorry, of Emerald's father. Emerald's father. Uh, is one of the architects of this starting to cut through. Um, and you see the, the bright figures of, of um, Emerald and Sapphire up there talking like talking to the ushers and being like, you have to let us in. Um, and so there's lots of activity happening in many different places. I think maybe we just go up the top and try to evacuate everyone? Because I don't know if we're going to be able to... Stop these. What, like, what is the entrance on the energy level? Like, is there a door we can just close? Is there yeah. like a room stick around? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a door. It does not seem. Um... Is there anyone still in? The Inside, building? no. Like, okay. I just came out of an empty room. Okay. Well, then it makes the most sense to evacuate everyone. I agree, right? Yeah. Maybe close and lock that door, then go up and evacuate the people arriving, the civilians. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we're a little worried about locking people in, but it's probably safer if we keep that door locked so that the presumed pigs can't open. But you can see people entering and exiting from the on the level below, down below. Okay. Okay. And what, what is that? Also guests or is that? No, it's no, um, officials, like uh, like security people and stuff. Can we split up and take a level each? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. We can try and convince people on all three levels there's something going on in there, and and that we need to evacuate the whole building. Anyone got a preference level to? <laughs> I mean, you've proven yourself at barring doors already. But, um, I can maybe use some of my military authority to like. I feel like the people at the lower level have seen my face, mm. and they would probably might recognize me if I go back down mm. there. So then maybe. I and people at, at this level seem to respect my authority. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think at the top level, no one respects my authority currently, <laughs> okay. so I think I should go to the bottom level. I'll go top level. That, <laughs> that worked itself out. Okay. So, Cornelius starts heading down the stairs. Yeah. Um, you are sort of heading down the stairs in and around this half dozen other technicians who are saying, uh, no one got out from the lower levels. Maybe we should go down and look. Yeah, there's guards going in. Maybe they're in, in trouble. May let's let's go help them. And they're heading down to the lower level. Um, you're heading... Oh. You you two. So, um, Dale and and uh, Victor are heading up. No, no I'm staying you're at this staying level. At I'm this trying level. to like, hurt the people who are not yet going okay. down. Just away from There's the nobody else at this level. Oh, there's no one else. Okay, no. okay, okay. Then I, I go up with, uh, okay. with Dale. Then. Well, bar Keeping the door, though, your, you can. Okay. Keeping on your... Um, yeah, like the, 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 the outfit, because I think yeah. like, that gives me some amount of, like, why should we be here? Sure. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I will bar the door. What type of door is this? Is it an electronic door? It is a uh, mechanical, okay. big mechanical door. What are our options for locking it from the outside? I mean, do you have a key? No. Then... I don't know. I mean, if it was an electronic door, it seems like the type of thing you could maybe hotwire or something. Um, Nano skills. Uh, Do you want to investigate to see if there is some I sort have, of new Monero? I have a yeah. special ability called right tool for the job. Now, I know I'm in evening wear, but mm -hmm. I feel like this is like Great. what this is for, like a MacGyver situation. Great. Um, go ahead. And uh, this would be sort of like a lock picking challenge. Um, yeah, it would be in uh, difficulty 15. Um, but you have right tool for the job, um, which let's figure out 
sorry, I just have to get the um, the book for one moment because I want to look up specifically what that does. Uh, what would you be trying to devise here? I guess, um, I don't know. Yeah, pick the lock. Okay. To lock it rather than unlock it. Yeah, I'm picking a lock, basically. I'm doing what a key would do. Okay, so... Um, you gather together a couple of, like, what what kind of things might you have? Dale definitely has all sorts of crap in his pockets. Yeah. Uh, such as, um, you know, paper clips, uh, maybe some sort of a bottle opener. Uh -huh. um, I don't know, random bits and bobs, you know, maybe a tie pin that he's losing, that, you know, fell yeah. off. Um, you need to have one unit of iodum, one sort of piece of device. You have a couple of ciphers, which are like one-use objects. Yeah. Um, you could break one of those apart and pull out the power source from it. I have a tracer and an infiltrator. Um, I think I would go, I would, the infiltrator, that's kind of what Mr. Scrinkles does. So I would be willing to sacrifice that. Unless this is a, the right tool for this job is a mummified fish with feathered wings in an ornate wooden box, which for some reason I brought along <laughs> to this. Forget it. I knew this would come in handy. <laughs> in it's case fish of... bones. It's, it's um, an intricate lock and it's really a fish, fish bone style. Break glass in case of reverse lock picking. No, I'll sacrifice my infiltrator uh, thing. Yeah. It's a, yeah, a handheld device that launches a projectile. Tiny capsule launches and moves at great speed, mapping and scanning in an area, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of tech. Cool. Can I use that? Um, the yeah, I mean, if you break it apart so the cipher is unusable, mm. and you pull out the little power source within mm -hmm. it, then you could fashion that into you could repurpose it into I'll take it um, into like a okay um, lockpick a locking device yeah um, sure make me a a roll uh, right tool for the job I would say. Um, it's gonna be, um, it costs you one intellect point, but I think you have edge in intellect, so mm -hmm. it's a free use. Um, and you break this thing apart. Make me a, let me just make a little check here. Yeah, um, make me a difficulty um, nine roll. Can I reduce that further? Um, you can, yeah. Do I wanna do that? Yeah. Because so you're working quickly under a bit of pressure. Um, we're talking like a number of, uh, like in a minute, you're just trying to devise this. So this makes it a six? Yeah. Okay. You deep breaths. Uh, take back to your training, Dale. It's a 16. <laughs> 16. You get this device. Uh, you sort of take the infiltrator, you break it apart, you find these little mechanical objects in it and the power source, and you kind of like readjust it and shove it into this big lock and you and you feel the door vibrate and like suck closed as like uh, whatever bars are in it are pushed into position this device um cracks in the effort and the uh the power source just goes i'll leave whatever's in the lock in the lock so it's mm -hmm. so you just leave this this yeah. device in the lock. Yeah. Okay. Um, door is shut. Bingo. Uh, let's hop over to uh, Cornelius and Ruta. You're heading down 
to the bottom level, you see this press of guards. You're wearing your ceremonial um, sword and a little bit of like military rank, I assume, on your suit. Do I? If you're Your family is a military family. Okay. <laughs> um, you were discharged, but you come from a military family, okay. right? Yeah. Um, so there's still some kind of like, hey, we, we know you served well, and we want you to represent that. Um, we'll smooth over all of the details, they keep saying. Like, don't worry about it. Like, be proud of, of your uh, heritage. You know, this is our family. Okay. Yeah. So you get down there, and there's this press of, like, um, guards. There's technicians coming down and going into the... Heading in toward the entrance down here. Um, this sort of, like... Uh, service and engineering entrance under the respiratorium. So the, the ball of this thing uh, is sort of hanging over you. Do I see Cornelius? Yeah, I was going to say, do I spot Ruta? Uh, Ruta, you are in the vehicle. It's a bit hard okay. to see what's going on out there. Um, do I pass the vehicle, though? You you see the vehicle. You see. You saw where Ruta was... Pushed. There's a, a bunch of guards around. Okay, I want to go up to the um, guard with the most authority. Yeah. And just go like, hey, that, that woman you just pushed into the... She's with me. Um, okay, you see a, a guard um, there. Uh, Big mustache. <laughs> Bigger or smaller than mine? <laughs> Bigger than yours. <laughs> what? But is it shinier? Yeah. It is not shinier, and it does not have glowing like um, veins through it. An old-fashioned mustache measured in context. <laughs> <laughs> I really expected a posing rolls there. <laughs> um, we'll have a mustache roll off at some point. Um, uh, yes. What can I do for you? Uh, the, the, the woman that currently was escorting that vehicle. This, uh, uh, infiltrating terrorist. The rider? Who set off some sort of, um, Numenera bomb inside there and, uh, I think there's been a misunderstanding. I don't think there's been a misunderstanding. I know what I was told. Well, I, but did you see it? No, but my, um... My officers told me exactly what happened. A uh, woman snuck into the facility. Who are you? Why am I telling you this? This is this is. Uh, a, She's a part lockdown. of my investigation group. We're trying what to figure out what's going on what, here. What branch are you from? There is the. Oh, <laughs> the um. Uh, I'm under. I'm under. Uh, Mr. Um, Pierre Redders. Uh, are you indeed? Yes. I am. With the council authority. And Preta, what is your name? Uh, Cornelius Marin. I believe he must have heard of my family before. Cornelius Marin. Of course I've heard of your family, but there's no one by the name of Cornelius Marin under my command, and I happen to be the commander of the council guard assigned to the harvest engine. <gasps> so if Pierre has made changes in my roster without telling me, uh, that is quite an interesting situation. Now, well, if you're here to work under me, then fall in line. Uh, look, I have some intel, and, and Pierre knows this, by the way, that I have this intel, on what could be, ha like, what the threat could be. 
And the lady you just pushed into that vehicle also knows what this threat could be and was helping investigate the threat. I have not been briefed on any such threats. That's unfortunate. I guess that, um... Listen, if you're telling me that there's a new briefing that I should have, then please go and get the briefing or bring me some sort of official document so I know you're not sh giving me a line of bullshit. Look, would it be possible for me to talk to Rita? To this, uh, this criminal? Yes, to this not criminal. No! <laughs> Excuse me, not guilty until proven. <laughs> That is an, an American, U.S. American right? <laughs> There's no right to just, just to remind you, this is somewhere else. Um, listen, listen, if there is new briefing information that I should have, then um, it should go through the proper channels. <sighs> You're wasting your time. You can't always wait around to see what the system will bring you. Sometimes you just need to believe that there is a threat. Listen, young man, I have got very far by working the system properly. And you, Marin, the name rings a bell if I understand correctly. What little I know about your history is forgettable. Well, it's your funeral, I guess. And I turn around and march away. Ruta, uh, you lean on the wall of that vehicle. Be like, well, at least I can lie. I will have time to sit in silence uh, <laughs> and like you are, chill for a bit. You are sitting in this vehicle, some distance away. Like there's a a, a ring. There's like um, five or six soldiers around the vehicle. Um, nobody's in the driver's seat, but two people have gotten into this uh, compartment. Um, that you're in, uh, you're handcuffed. There's a bench on one side, uh, two officers sit on the other side of the bench um, and they're just sort of sitting there and watching you, like leaning back and... Uh, may I check with you? Like yeah. with the amount of heat I feel on me, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've been in the facility, the, I said my name, I don't really want to escalate this because I think that if I, kind of sit still and let it go through like yeah. I don't I didn't really commit any serious crime mm -hmm. so I'm like I don't feel the pressing danger of like run for your life right now right now no compared to like earlier in the day when you were rammed off the road in your walker um, by some people you feel a different there's a different pressing feeling but it is not necessarily run away. I would ask you if you wanted to make like a sort of some sort of intuition check for me. Um, you could to get more of a read on the situation. Um, this would be like a difficulty 12. Nope. Okay. Um, you're just sort of sitting here and staring down these two officers who are just like looking at you. One of them is like, novelist, huh? Yes. Have you read? Oh, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you don't you don't you don't look like my target audience, but you know, I like like okay. to see fans. Get a lot of time sitting around sometimes. You know, this is this is all just a major uh, misunderstanding. Yeah. Like terrorists, really? Crazy, <sighs> I know, to be hit by accusations like that after what setting off some sort of. New Monera incident in the most uh, locked-down building in the city at the moment. Exciting, isn't it? It's it's quite exciting. It's yeah. quite exciting. Well, um, the other guy is like listening to this, like, okay, whatever, and sort of like um, steps out of the van for a moment to talk to somebody, and the guy's like, yeah, it's it's quite exciting, and like a coin walks across his knuckles and you catch oh, fuck the that. coin oh, no. is not Sildefin currency. It's got a Mylandian seal on it. Oh no. Oh. Incredible. Um, oh, I felt I felt almost relieved to be like handcuffed yeah. and arrested being like, oh, thank God I don't need to make any decisions. I'm going to yeah. chill for a bit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm gonna keep small talking like I haven't noticed it mm -hmm. and I'm gonna be like okay it was deliberately like he pulled it out right there's just a, a little slight sly grin on his face we cut over to um, Victor you're, you're in separate yeah, places. No, I think you're going to get I pulled that door and then I was going to run. And up. You, yeah. you're following Victor up. I think if you're going to the top floor, yeah. I should probably get rid of my my, my tech, tech okay. uh, jacket. Okay. I'm so you do that. Yeah. strip off this jacket. Drop it on the... You get up yeah. to, the, um, to the top floor. Press of people, 50, 60, 80 people now. More coming in the next walker coming up the hill. Uh, people dressed up for the evening out. Oh, what's going on? Oh my God, there's been an incident. Oh, no. And up at the front, there's the tall figure of, uh, of Pierre. And um, you see the, the ushers, of course, part and Pierre and Emerald and Sapphire heading into the building. Um, it's a, a press of people now. Uh, you can see by the, by the walker, um, you can see Janice is waiting, um, and the two of you get up to this this top level, and you watch um, you watch Cornelius's fiance and the father and sister heading into the building. I, I think like if we try to tell them what exactly went on down there, there's some sort of like gravity field distortion. They might be a bit more hesitant about trying to enter the building and figure it out. I'm just gonna yell that there's a fire happening. Oh, that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to stand up on a trash can, low wall or something, yeah. use my barrel chest and presumably ample voice, uh -huh. and just start yelling, fire! There's a fire in the building! We need everyone to evacuate immediately! Fire on the lower level! Go, go, go! Uh, just... Um, just to check. Mm. This is a crowd of people already outside the building, many meters from the building. I thought you said there was a press on the way into the building. No, no, it's the press of people at the the um, the ushers who are basically like, no, no, you can't go in yet. There's been an incident. 
Uh, and you watch the ushers part and let through a couple of figures. Um, one or two more people, they seem to be aides to Pieri, walking into the building. And then they close. Just to set that for why, you. Why are they letting people? I don't understand what's happening. Um, they're letting in the official who runs the program. Oh, okay. Um, and so we couldn't get to the ushers easily. There's a big press of people. You could move your way up to the ushers, for sure. I'll move my way up to the ushers. Yeah. And I'm going to say, howdy, Sergeant Dale Briscoe, uh, Civil Defense 2nd Airborne. Uh, we oh. have evidence of a credible terrorist threat on the lower levels of the building. We believe there's a large energy source that's acting as a bomb. And we need you to evacuate everyone immediately. Evacuate, evacuation has begun on the lower levels. I don't know why you haven't got that information yet, but everyone here is in danger. Make a persuasion check. I'm going to say that because of the... Um, the sort of heightened energy here, you have uh, an asset or advantage on it, which is going to lower your difficulty by three here. So it would be a difficult task at 12. It's now a demanding task at nine. Okay. Um, but you could spend effort if you wanted. Would that be intellect again? It would be intellect. Yeah, You're starting to eat into it. Yeah, well, it's been a lot of social important. stuff today. Yeah. Not my forte. Uh, okay. So that brings it down to a six? Yeah. 10. I've passed every dice roll today. That's amazing. Pretty crazy. That's great. Um, they're like, oh, S Sergeant, oh my god, we just sent some people into the building. We need to get them the hell out of there. Um, 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 one of the ushers look at, there. you said there's a bomb in there? There, Effectively, there is a bomb. If Okay, uh, I don't know what that means, but uh, go go grab them. The, you see the doors closing, they've already entered the building. The usher's like, me? What? It's like this young guy. I'll, 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 I'll push yeah. through. So you push through, you start heading toward there. Um, I, th I think I'm, I'm following you. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're moving through this press of the crowd. Um, you feel a hand grab your arm okay. for a moment. Um, and there's just this, uh, um, this voice um, says, uh, hang on, hang on, I have to, where's that, that note? My notes are... Spread out. This is this is important, though. Thanks for the the moment. Um, sorry. Um, you spin around. Um, you hear a voice that says, "Miski," and <laughs> who is Miski? You spin around and you're staring into the face of a uh, well-dressed, tuxedo-wearing um, face you have seen, you haven't seen in, in years, uh, gentle features, um, uh, sort of like mid-brown mid skin, um, reddish, dark reddish hair uh, pushed back, um, piercing, gold piercing in the nose and the ears. It is... Um, uh, the face of Toroth Haggis, childhood friend. Toroth, what, what are you... Whiskey, what the... I... Listen, I, I don't have time to explain. Like, it, 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 there's a lot of stuff going on right now, but it, it's so nice to see you. What is... I, he pulls out uh, one of your poetry chapbooks. I I knew you would be I knew you were still alive. I mean, 
that, 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 like... And we're going to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Oh, goodness. Wow. <sighs> Danger and intrigue <laughs> and the past bubbling up oh, and drama um, coming in from all different angles. Uh, we're going to thank you so much for, for joining us for the second episode of our um, Numenera adventure. Um, right outside the Respiratorium, um, there is a wild uh, confusion. There's someone arrested and um, possibly compromised uh, by agents from an opposing faction. There is a poet who is... Um, confronted by uh, someone from a home he ran away from long ago. Um, and there are uh, family matters to attend to. There's um, status and uh, love or challenge with, um, with family being wrapped up in this uh, technological what is it, experience of, uh, of Sildefen, and there is this um, desire to do the right thing and to, uh, to, to try to push your way through into a position of really discomfort of um, uh, trying to be official. And yet no pigs. And yet somewhere... <laughs> they better show up. <laughs> somewhere is a, uh, a precinct of wild <laughs> pigs. Mm -hmm. Um, we are Tales Held Deer. Uh, we are a group of improvisers in Berlin, Germany, and we are so glad that you joined us. Um, we play every two weeks and on Sunday, and uh, we would like to thank a couple of people for supporting us. Um, we get equipment donations from a lot of people. Um, uh, from Bear Radio, who is a podcast network in Berlin. Um, you should look them up. And also from the Comedy Cafe Berlin, where uh, all of us met and where we perform regularly. And they've, uh, we borrow a bunch of equipment from them as well. So if you're in town, you should go check out Comedy Cafe Berlin and you should look up um, Bear Radio online. Is there anything else that we should? Say. Yeah, I need to thank my parents. Yeah. Mama, Tata, Diaco, you should do with this. <laughs> um, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, we are doing this as uh, for the love and fun, but um, we pay out of pocket for some of the stuff. So if you want to look us up on Ko-Fi or Coffee, uh, Tales Held Dear, um, any little tip uh, is really, really appreciated. And um, we'll see you in two weeks.